0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. American soccer fans, welcome to episode 90 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. Welcome to 2023. We are recording on January 1st, 2023, so Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you guys had a great holiday break, whether you were celebrating Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Or we're just out for the New Year holiday. Hope you guys remain safe and healthy throughout the holiday season. And as we enter 2023, we thought it would be great to first look back at what our men's national team, our women's national team, and our youth national teams did in 2022. So this is the recap portion of 2022. Everything that happened for the men's national team, the women's national team, and the youth national team. We start with the men because it was a men's World Cup year. We obviously will talk about that in just a second. But let's just kind of briefly recap what they did on the year. They played a total of 16 games. They went six wins, four losses, and six draws. Their biggest wins of the year were the win in June against Morocco, a game which everyone kind of thought, okay, you're beating Morocco, whatever. But it turned into... A victory that a lot of people look back on at the end of the year saying, whoa, they beat Morocco back then. Uh, Morocco, obviously, with their magical run to the semifinal of the World Cup. Iran, the big game at the end of the group stage of the World Cup. That win secured the United States, moving on to the round of 16, where they eventually would lose to the Netherlands. And then finally, the game against Panama during World Cup qualifying, the 5-1 victory in March in Orlando, which all but helped them solidify their spot in the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So those were the biggest wins in the calendar. Obviously, they had three more, uh, two of those coming during uh, World Cup. Two of those wins coming during World Cup qualifying, another against Grenada in Nations League group play. The losses that they had on the calendar were against Canada on the road during World Cup qualifying. Also, the last match of World Cup qualifying at Costa Rica, which was kind of that weird game where they lost the game 2-0, but they still qualified for the World Cup with that loss. So it was kind of that bittersweet moment of, hey, we wanted the win, but at least we got to the World Cup. They also had a big loss against Japan in September. That was a neutral site game in Dusseldorf. And then finally, the last match of the year. The game against the Netherlands in the round of 16 in the World Cup where they eventually fell, ending their trip to Qatar and their run in the World Cup. Now, they did have some accomplishments. Obviously, they completed World Cup qualifying. They went to the World Cup. They got out of the group. That is all good things. They also began Nations League play and they started with a win against Grenada, as I mentioned. And then they had the 1-1 draw down in San Salvador in the monsoon against El Salvador They have two more matches this year. We obviously will preview uh, those matches as they get closer to March. But the World Cup was the big deal that took place, obviously, as you know, in November and December. The U.S. withdraws against Wales and England and then a final match day win in the group stage against Iran to qualify second out of the group where they then lost to the Netherlands in the round of 16. That was the end of the 2022 calendar year for the men's national team for the women. We shift to them. They also had a interesting year. Uh, They had 14 wins, three losses and one draw. And you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of wins and not a lot of losses, but obviously those losses came at a crucial time in the calendar. They did win. She believes cup. They also won the CONCACAF W championship, which qualified them for the 2023 world cup and the 2024 Olympics. So with that win, a 1-0 win over Canada. That was probably their biggest win of the year. Also, big wins against Germany, Iceland, and New Zealand. They obviously they had some other games where the score was not as close, but they also, I mean, those wins were probably the biggest wins that the US women's national team had on the year. The losses that I mentioned, they did have three losses, but unfortunately, they all came in a row. For the first time since 1993, the women lost three games in a row. Those games were to England, Spain, and then Germany. Of course, they won the second game against Germany that they had just a few days after that loss. But for a minute there, they were looking at records that they had not set yet, but the records that you don't want to set, the records for losing. Three losses in a row, first time since 1993, and there was no other time since then where they have lost three in a row. They've never lost four in a row, and they were... On the verge of losing four in a row, they were down one nothing to Germany at one point before they came back and beat Germany in the final match that they had this year. I think the biggest success at U.S. soccer over the year was the youth national teams on the men's and women's side. There was a lot of victories, a lot of wins on the CONCACAF level for those teams. The men's national team U-20s, they won the CONCACAF U-20 championship. That qualified the U.S. for the 2023 U-20 World Cup. But more importantly, it qualified the under-23s for the Olympics for the first time in men's soccer since 2008. We will have a men's soccer team at the 2024 Olympic Games thanks to the U-20s. So U-20s, shout out to you. You guys probably had arguably the biggest tournament victory of the year because of the fact that you were able to qualify for the Olympics and for the 2023 U-20 World Cup. So congratulations to you. The women's U-20s, they won the U-20 championship, and the women's U-17s also won their U-17 championship in CONCACAF. So both of them just absolutely destroyed the competition. They both went to their various World Cups, where at the women's U-20 World Cup, the U.S. exited in the group stage, The women's U seventeen World Cup, they exited in the quarterfinals. So a pretty successful year for the youth national teams. And there's going to be a lot more in twenty twenty three. Coming up, we will take a look at what is coming for our national teams for twenty twenty three. We'll do that after a quick break. Stick around. We're back. And now that we've taken a look at what we did in 2022, let's look forward to this year, 2023. There is a lot on the schedule for the men's national team and for the youth national teams. And of course for our women's national teams. And that's where we will start with our women's national team. This is a women's world cup year. And obviously that is the big, big tournament on the schedule for us soccer. So, the women's national team has to prepare for that, and they will do that starting with a couple of friendlies in New Zealand this month coming up on January 17th and January 20th. I think that's how it works, but the time change its a 17-hour difference, so don't quote me on those actual dates. But yes, that week we will have two matches in New Zealand, one in Auckland, one in Wellington. After that, in February, they have She Believes Cup. And they will be joined in She Believes Cup by Canada, Brazil, and Japan. Three really, really good teams and teams that will test the United States and make sure that they are up to point. Because as we mentioned, they didn't close out 2022 well, and they want to get off on the right foot in 2023 to let the world know that, hey, you may have caught up, but we're still the team to beat in this summer's World Cup. They're going to have a few friendlies before Uh, the World Cup happens at the end of July. Of course, they will be flying to New Zealand. They will have their group stage games in Auckland, two games in Auckland and one game in Wellington. So far in their group, they have Vietnam and the Netherlands, and they have to await the winner of the Group A playoff between Cameroon, Thailand and Portugal. That will take place in February while the U.S. is playing at She Believes Cup. So we'll find out who completes Group E in February when we find out who wins that Group A playoff. Of course, we go to the Women's World Cup. The idea there is to win. The U.S. is the two-time defending champions. They are going to be one of the favorites, but obviously they are coming in with most people thinking that this is finally the year that they don't win the World Cup, and they now have to prove everybody wrong by winning it. And that's the the end goal here. Anything short of winning is not what they're going to Australia and New Zealand to do. So the women are determined to show that they are still the best team on the planet, that they are still the best team in this galaxy, and they want to win a third straight World Cup. That's the goal. That's the only goal that they have this year is to win that tournament. After that tournament is done, they obviously will start preparations for the 2024 Olympics. The cycle then begins for you know another year to get ready for that. They'll have some friendlies in the fall, but those will be determined who which teams will play. That'll all be determined. So that's the women's national team kind of look at 2023. We'll move on to the men. The men have a few things coming up and obviously we have entered a new World Cup cycle of which we will be co-hosting at the end in 2026, we will be co-hosting the World Cup with Canada and Mexico, which means there's not going to be any World Cup qualifying to look forward to down the road, but they still have to figure out a way to get ready for that tournament. There's going to be Nations League in March. If they get through the group, which they're expected to do, they will have the Nations League finals in June. And then immediately after that, as they defend their Nations League title, they will then be on a quest to defend their Gold Cup title. That begins in late June. And then finally, after that, in the fall, they will just have friendlies as they uh, seek to try and get some really good competition to test themselves and keep themselves getting ready for the 2026 World Cup. But the biggest story right now for the men's national team is who's going to be the coach? Who is going to be the coach? Because as of now, as of January 1st, when the clock struck midnight and the calendar flipped to 2023, Greg Berhalter, who was the coach of the U.S. men's national team, saw his contract expire. And there's no word yet on whether he will return as U.S. men's national team head coach. It's still a possibility. But we don't know where their head is at. And on their horizon, there are two games in late January in our annual January camp where the team will need to be led by a coach. And whether it's a coach on an interim basis like we did in 2018, or if it's Greg Berhalter, or if it's someone else, that decision probably needs to be made very, very soon. And obviously, the big question is one where we're looking for an answer almost immediately. And so far we have heard nothing. Obviously it's January 1st, but we expect that decision to come pretty quickly, maybe this week because of the shortened timetable. And the fact is you don't want a lame duck coach. You want the coach to be secure in what they're doing going forward, or at least have the expectation of, Hey, we're in an interim situation like we did with Dave Sarakin back in 2018. So, uh, if if it's an interim coach, I guarantee you it's not going to be Greg Berhalter. There's going to be a decision made on whether they want him to continue or if they want to go in a different direction. And once that decision is made, then everything else will fall, hopefully, into place. But uh, on Stars and Stripes FC, we ask you to tell us who do you want to be the next men's national team head coach. I know a lot of you out there don't want it to be Greg Berhalter or, for various reasons. There's a lot going on with Greg Burhalter and whether he can command a locker room given what uh, happened with Geogate and all the other stuff that happened at the end of the world cup. But you can chime in and say, here's who I want to have as the next coach leading into again, a world cup cycle of which we will be co-hosting that world cup. So go to stars and stripes FC vote on the poll. It goes all week long because we want to hear from all of you. And obviously, if you have a preferred candidate, tell us why in the comments. So uh, we'll leave that for that particular poll. We want to see what people think. And so far, there's been a lot of debate on who the next coach should be. Finally, we go to the youth national teams and the youth national teams have a couple on the men's side. They have a couple of big, big tournaments coming up. The U-17s, first off, they have the CONCACAF U-17 Championship. That will be in Guatemala in February. If they win that tournament and qualify for the U-17 World Cup, they will then go to Peru in November to compete in that World Cup. But obviously, first, they have to qualify out of the CONCACAF U-17 Championship, and that's what they plan to do. On the U-20 side, on the men's side, they have already qualified for the World Cup. So in May, they will be heading to Indonesia. To appear in the 2023 U20 World Cup. It will be their 17th appearance in a U20 World Cup. That is the second most all-time behind only Brazil's 18. And Brazil has yet to qualify. Argentina is on 16 right now. They also have yet to qualify. Their qualification will be in February. So they could the United States could have some company at the top there. But 17th appearance is a remarkable showing for a U-20 men's national team program of any size, especially here in the United States. Now we have to use that and hopefully they can get past the quarterfinals and move on and and really take aim at winning it all. We have the youth guys who could make a difference. And ladies and gentlemen, you have to take a look at these teams because they could be the future of the men's national team, not necessarily for 2024 if there's a Copa America, but maybe 2026, 2026, One or two of these names could be on the roster to represent our nation in the 2026 World Cup. So, again, Indonesia in May and June, the U-20 World Cup in November and December in Peru is the U-17 World Cup. But we have to qualify first in February. So there's a look at your youth national team schedule. The women kind of have an off year as they build up towards their championships that will be in early 2024. 2023 is shaping up to be a loaded schedule with a lot of games to pay attention to. And obviously we're excited about all of these tournaments that are coming of the way, especially the women's world cup. So that will do it for episode 90 of the stars and stripes FC podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like what you were hearing subscribe, rate and review this podcast, and we will be eternally grateful five star ratings and reviews are especially appreciated. If you have questions or topic suggestions, please send them to ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. That would do it for now. So until next time, welcome to 2023, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.